At the table of grace, the cup's never empty. The plate's always full, and it's never too late to come and be filled with love never ending. You're always welcome at the table. You're welcome to the table of our Lord Jesus Christ, where he dines with you and you with him. The comforter, even the spirit of truth, is your chef, and I am your steward, Joshua Ojo. At our last gathering at the table, we began to see the events that unfolded in the Apostle Peter's life after our Lord Jesus revealed to him Satan's request to prove him. We saw our Lord Jesus go with him and the other disciples into Gethsemane to pray at the most crucial hour of the Lord's life. However, after an hour of praying, he found sleeping those he counted on to stand with him in his time of trial. And we heard his exclamation at his friend's slothfulness in the place of prayer. We saw him turn to the apostle Peter and said that they should watch and pray lest they fall into the tempter's trap. Regardless of their being warned, for the two hours the prayer session lasted thereafter, they all slept. We also saw that as a result of the Apostle Peter's untimely slumber, he ended up denying that he knew the Lord. When we saw the Apostle Peter's horrendous failure, because he was sleeping at the time he should have been praying, we were all instructed not to allow our good, God-given bodily appetites rule us. We saw that if we do not bring our bodies into subjection to our inner beings, they would hinder us in our race of life with the possible consequence of us losing our eternal crowns. And we concluded our meal with saying that we bring our bodies under the dominion of our inner beings by 1. Controlling our tongues 2. Guarding our hearts 3 fasting often, and for physical exercise. Today, we will continue to be instructed by the Apostle Peter's horrific failure and his recovery, for they were written as an example and a warning to us upon whom the end of the ages has come. We continue by seeing what the potential consequence of the Apostle Peter's denial was. In other words, what could you suffer if you denied the one who loved you and gave himself for you? For the response to our question, we will turn to the words of our Lord Jesus written for us in Mark chapter 8 and verse 38. Therefore, Whoever shall be ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man shall also be ashamed of him 
when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. And again he said in Luke chapter 12, verses 8 and 9, Also I say to you, Whoever shall confess me before men, the Son of Man also shall confess him before the angels of God. But he who denies me before men shall be denied before the angels of God. We, like the Apostle Peter was, are in jeopardy of being separated from him if we deny him before men. And like the Apostle, if you and I do not avail ourselves of the enablement by the Spirit of God in the place of prayer, we also would most surely deny our Lord of glory in one, the choices we make daily, two, in our values and pursuits, three, in the company of friends and family, four, in our actions or inactions towards all men, five, in the presence of our colleagues at work, six, in the midst of our fellow students, and seven, in the marketplace. Going further in the unfolding events in the Apostle's life, after his forewarned denial, and after the crucifixion and burial of the Lord, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, had bought sweet spices that they might come and anoint his body. So on the first day of the week, they went to the tomb very early in the morning to gratify the desire of their hearts. But they could not find his body. He was risen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. However, they saw an angel in the guise of a young man who gave them this message for his disciples as is written in Mark chapter 16 verse 7. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. The message by the angel to be relayed to the disciples made specific mention of the apostle Peter by name. This specific mention of his dearly beloved friend by name was the beginning of our Lord Jesus' recovery of the Apostle Peter from his unintended failure. And the Lord also knows and calls you by your name. Meanwhile, the disciples were disillusioned. They assumed they had believed in a false hope, that the disciples concluded that they had believed in a dead hope is revealed in these words written for us in Luke chapter 24, verse 21. But we trusted that it had been he which will have redeemed Israel. And beside all this, today is the third day since these things were done. They had hoped that the Lord Jesus should have redeemed Israel. But their hope was now dead and buried. They were now hopeless. However, unknown to them, he had been raised from the dead by the glory of the Father. Subsequently, 
He appeared to his disciples at different occasions. In one of his appearances, recorded in its entirety in John chapter 21, the apostle Peter had led some of the disciples back to their former occupation. They went back to fishing. The Lord appeared to them on the shore of the Sea of Tiberias, where he had a personal conversation with his friend. The private conversation is recorded for us in John chapter 21 from verses 15 to 17. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than this? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Feed my lambs. He said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Thrice, our Lord Christ reaffirmed his apostle by commissioning him to care for his prized flock, which he purchased with his own blood. Thus, our Lord Jesus completed his recovery of his dear friend from his abysmal failure, which he began the recovery by interceding for him and continued after his resurrection by sending him a personal message. And no doubt, a few of us at the table would bear witness with the Apostle Peter to being recovered from our failures by the unfailing compassion of our Lord, even as it is written of him in Psalm 145, verses 8 and 9. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all and his tender mercies are over all his works. And again, it is written of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, in Psalm 103 from verses 8 to 14. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, patient and abundantly rich in gracious love. He does not chasten continuously or remain distant for all time. He neither deals with us according to our sins, nor repay us equivalent to our iniquity. As high as heaven rises above earth, so his gracious love strengthens those who fear him. As distant as the east is from the west, that is how far he has removed our sins from us. As a father has compassion for his children, so the Lord has compassion for those who fear him. For he knows how we were formed, aware that we were made from dust. Dearly beloved brother and sister, if you have failed in one way or another, and the devil, 
the prolific liar has been whispering to you saying, the Lord no longer loves you. Begin to resist those lies in the light of that which you have seen of our Lord in his recovery of his dear friend and in his nature revealed in the Psalms we just read. Furthermore, it is written of him in Hebrews chapter 13 verse 18. Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever. Whatever he did for one, he will do the same for you, for he cannot change. As we draw the curtain on seeing the unfailing compassion of the shepherd and bishop of our souls, we leave you with these words written in Lamentations chapter 3 from verses 21 to 23. This I recall to my mind, therefore have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Amen. My soul is thirsty, Lord, to know you as I know. Drink from the river that flows before your throne. Take me deeper, deeper in love with you. We hope your whole spirit and soul and body have been nourished at the table of the Lord Jesus Christ today. You may send your comments and request for further clarification by WhatsApp to 0817-955-9161, 0817-955-9161, or send an email to the table of a Lord at gmail.com, the table of a Lord at gmail.com. Join our soon coming bridegroom at his table at the same time next week. The grace of our Lord Jesus is with your spirit. Amen. Take me deeper, deeper in love with you. Jesus, hold me close in your I want to love you more and more How I long To be deep